Podcast. Welcome to the Grinder After Show. I'm your host, Leslie Ambries. Be sure to check it out because we're going to be talking about one of the almost final episodes of season one, Divergence. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Very dramatic once again. Hey guys, what's up? Leslie Ambries here. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for The Grinder. Today we're going to be talking about episode 21, the second to last episode, the first part of the two-part finale, Divergence, and it definitely meets up to the title. So you guys, if you want to keep up with me today, as you can tell, I'm all alone once again. Feel free to tweet at my co-hosts that ditched me with bitter anger. Just kidding. I love them. Um, no, seriously, I do. But you can follow me on Twitter at In Less Than No Time, and you can also tweet at me, and I'll be giving shout-outs at the end of the show. So, you know, if you want to confess your love to Rob Lowe or Colton Haynes or Hannah Hayes, we've already got one shout-out for her I'll be reading out later then definitely send that over my way, okay? And just do hashtag the grinder at in less than no time. So going straight into the episode, we've definitely diverged from the original story and going into some crazy side stories. And let me just start off. Okay, I know last week, if you guys watched the show, the after show last week, I was like, yes, I finally got the school episode that I'm always predicting, that I'm always pitching out to the writers. And I finally got it. Your girl deserves some royalties. I need some bringing that money writers because I gave y'all this plot, which is probably not going to happen because they already wrote it and I have not gotten a check in the mail. So maybe I need a lawyer for this. Huh? Cheesy joke, whatever. You'll get used to it. Anyway, so my school episode finally happened and the whole plot of this is Zadak is back again. He's having some trouble at school and Lizzie decides that she wants to help out. Dean notices that Lizzie sat at the table. Lizzie mentions what's going on with Zadak and Dean gets completely involved with the situation. Turns out that Zadak has trashed the principal's office but claims it wasn't him, claims that it was Chad Osteroff, one of his other schoolmates. So that's Zadak, Lizzie, and Dean's side story, but the first side story that I really want to get into is Ethan and Grandpa, aka Dean Sr. So they, Dean Sr. is running for his life because he does not want to deal with the Corey Mandler case. Ethan gets into some gambling because, of course, Ethan gets into some gambling. He's always getting into some weird, interesting situations, like when he all of a sudden was like Mr. Hotshaw, like making out with that little girl in his living room. And then he was like the big guy that last episode that didn't, didn't get any bad compliments from his friends. So of course, Ethan's big side story is he's a little player getting into gambling. And so grandpa tries to help him out. You know, he's on the run. So he gives Ethan like hundreds of dollars of bills of like open these when your first child is born open these on your graduation day and Ethan's like what's going on so they both decide they're gonna run mom comes in good old Deb and she's like um no you guys are gonna both deal with your situations and that's how it's gonna go down so that happens with Ethan and grandpa grandpa has his epiphany when he's talking to Ethan about running and that's when he had decided to run so there's everyone kind of has their little epiphanies within the side stories here and then the next one the biggest one I already kind of covered it was Zadak Lizzie and Dean so Dean if you guys watch at the beginning of the episode Dean has his the grinder moment where we see another one of my favorites 
He's back. He's looking great. And dear God, thank you for putting him in a military outfit. But Colton Haynes is back as Luke, the grinder's son, who's back from the military. And Mitch, Dean as Mitch, just so happens to be sanding away at the uh, ink spot, the SS ink spot. And then he comes in. His son is magically all of a sudden helping him sand it down. They're having a great father-son moment. And then Mitch ruins it by saying, oh, ink spot, sink spot. Wait, that spot in the sink was blood. Oh, my God, I solved the case. Peace out, son. Have a good life. I know you just got back from the military. Which, Dean, Mitch, actually, Dean as Mitch, you win the worst father of the year award in my book because who does that? But I kind of like that Deb and Stu made fun of him for that after we cut from the intro to the normal scene. So that scene plays exactly into Zadak, Lizzie, and Dean's side story because while Dean is trying to solve Zadak's issue, in reality, he's doing the same thing he was doing with Luke on the TV show to Zadak when Zadak... um, He's in this little, what's like a mini courtroom scene in the school. And the principal's sitting there, and Chad Osteroff, who's the kid who they claim actually trashed the principal's office, he comes in and he's like, No, no, no. Like, I'm off. I knew I was off the hook. I think it was, I knew it was off the hook. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but it was something like off the hook. And that's immediately what sparks Dean's. Once again, SS ink spot, sink spot, epiphany. And he's like, off the hook. Wait, I think I solved it. And the funny part about this was right before that, he walks into the into the little school court scene and is like, oh, you know, the side story is just as important as the main story. Like, we're not losing focus of this. Has this beautiful moment with Zadak that he um, completely mock not mocking but completely imitating exactly what happened in the tv show with luke and mitch with zadak which another great part of it was that zadak and for those who don't know zadak is played by johnny lowe rob lowe's actual son in real life and i have to say i know obviously the chemistry is great but both of their acting skills are amazing it definitely runs in the family because Sometimes, you know, you get kid actors that they come in, they try to be just like their parents, and it's like, oh, God, please stop. I'm sure you have another talent, but acting is not it. That's definitely not true for Johnny Lowe. He's killing it, and I could totally see him being not necessarily another Rob Lowe because everyone has their own comedic styling, but somewhere along the lines doing comedy because I think that's especially where his timing was perfect in this episode. So that happens with Dean and finding the link from the Grinder episode to his issue with Zadak to finding the reason why they shouldn't go through with the settlement with Corey Mandler. Now, after that, we have Todd and Claire, who are the who are the side story to the big side stories. And I love Todd and Claire together, you guys. They are hilarious. You all know that I'm Team Todd and everything all the way. I think he's funny. I love the weird, awkward characters in comedies that just, you're like, what, what the hell are you here for? But thank you for making me laugh for doing the ridiculous and most stupidest things. That's definitely Todd. So Claire, Todd is trying to be like Dean, says, okay, I know I'm going to figure out my side story. And... Of course, it's Todd, so he has no side story. He really has no business being in this episode. And Claire decides, okay, Todd, I'm going to help you find your side story. I'm going manipulate, to manipulate you and let you do all of my dirty work while she kicks her feet back and watches Bones, which I don't know if that was like a throw, like a shout out to Bones because they're kind of making fun of those kind of shows, but I'm going to go with yes. I don't know. You know, leave that also in the comments below. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think, but... 
that happens with Todd and Claire. Love, again, love their dynamic. Love Natalie Morales. Hilarious. She always does the roles that are not the stereotypical Latina roles, which is exactly what I love when actors do. Um, And then finally, we have our one guy, the main guy, the second main guy, actually, Stu. Suicide story. Everyone else is a person attached to them. Stu's side story is him and the settlement. So basically, within the overall arching premise of this episode, Stu has to go settle the case with Corey Mandler. But every time he makes the appointment to go settle the case, something happens. The first one, he has to go to Ethan's teacher parent-teacher meeting. The second one, I forgot the second one was. Oh, he lost his keys. And all of a sudden, the final one was the fire alarm goes off and it turns out that it was his onion bagel that caused a mini fire in the kitchen, which is something Stu never does because he sets a clock on his watch, which who does that? Only Stu. And you know what? Shout out to the underdog character for that. Being a little OCD, just a little too much. So Stu's issue is with the settlement. That's his side story. And when he figures out that, oh, I'm not the type of person that would leave an onion bagel and cause a fire in the kitchen, he's like, okay, Wait, everybody's right in this whole episode because this whole episode, everyone's been telling Stu, oh, it looks like you've got a little bit of the grinder in you, which is kind of playing off the original joke of the show is how it was called the grinder. And then you have the grinder app, which people are familiar with. Um, So it's kind of playing on that a little bit of a dirty joke, but I thought it was funny. Um, So plays off of that. Stu finds out that he can be edgy. And because he's edgy, he realizes I'm not going to take the settlement. We're going to court. Corey Mandler's in court, which also, again, one, I still can't figure out which one of it is, but one of the Lucas brothers is back again as Corey Mandler. And then we have the wonderful, let's see, which story am I missing? Oh, no, I'm not missing anybody. But shout out to our other guest stars. We have Austin Freiberger, who's a Disney, been on a few Disney Channel things. He's the one who plays Chad Osterhoff. Colton Haynes, Johnny Lowe, Corey Mandler already went through all of those. And my favorite quote, as we all know, was the everybody's got a little grinder in them. Hilarious. I promise you guys, I legitimately was laughing like a, not like a maniac, but like chuckling to myself sitting in the booth watching this. Um, The best part at the end of that line was the question is, what are you going to do with it? So Dean giving his weird pep talks that nobody understands, but it makes for some fun stuff with the fans. And finally, going into some predictions, guys. Let's cue that fun little music. Huh? Is it coming in? No? I guess we have no prediction music, guys. But my prediction goes... Oh, here it comes. A little late, but it's there. Do you guys see this fun green light? I feel like I'm going to be transported into space. I think I say that every week. Got to get a new joke. But the... quote that led into my predictions was when Dean says at the end of the episode right before it cuts to black was it all comes full circle and I'm gonna go along with my original prediction that Jillian is in on this Corey's working with Jillian and I'm gonna throw way to the other side of the field with this one but I think that Timothy Oliphant is coming back and the second grinder is in on this whole issue because I mean, we have Dean who completely loses his identity throughout this whole season. You know, he's trying to figure out who he is. Is he the guy from Iowa, Idaho at this moment in my 
while I'm talking, I can't remember which one he's from. But, you know, going back home, he's trying to figure out who he is. Is he the TV star? Is he this normal guy? What is he going to pursue? Is he really a lawyer? Is he not? How does he fit in? Then we have Jillian who comes... No, then Timothy Oliphant's character, Rake, comes in, and he's like, well, I'm the new grinder now, so figure out your life. Then, when he's finally figuring out his life, getting in touch with who he is as a grinder and balancing that out with his normal life, Jillian comes in, and she's like, just kidding, get rid of everything with the grinder. And then finally, once Jillian is out, she went out really, came in really randomly, left really randomly. Her intentions were never really clarified. And then we see... Jillian make him get rid of the grinder, and then after he gets rid of her, he's trying to figure out, like, what's going on with my life? Who am I? Figures out who he is again, and that's when I think, in that way of his identity coming full circle, I think we're going to see all of these characters come in full circle. I would love to see Maya Rudolph come back. I think whichever one of the Lucas brothers it is, maybe it's one at a time playing the character. I don't know, but they're hilarious in just the really subtle ways that they can be in comedy. And then all the girls love Tim the Elephant. I prefer Colton Haynes on this episode, but you know what? We can always throw him in there for some more views. Definitely think they're all going to have something to do with the settlement, something to do with trying to bring the entire family down simply for the reason of trying to bring down Dean in the end. And news-wise, guys, I'm not hearing anything about a season two. I've searched the internet high and low. I've gone through the actors' Instagrams, through their tweets. I don't know if this is going to get picked up, but you know what? Even if it doesn't, I hope that this next episode that we're going to see that it's bomb, that everything does come full circle, that it's just going to leave a really good impression because, I mean, some shows have been really great that you never went on for season two. Shows like Freaks and Geeks and others that I wish I had more names of because the first thing that came to mind was Freaks and Geeks. Um, great show, cult classic, and, I mean, maybe The Grinder is going to be a show like that for this. And finally, finally, I've got some shout-outs for y'all. Let me just log on to Twitter real quick. So we have Dean Walker who says, My best friend Hannah Hayes as Lizzie in The Grinder is amazing and my favorite character on the show too. So Hannah, if you're watching this, Dean really loves you. He shares the same name as your character, as your uncle's character in the TV show. And then let's see, it looks like we have... That's about it, guys. So all the rest of y'all that are watching this, why didn't you tweet at me? You missed out. Next time, guys. Next time. Okay, get those tweets ready for the final, the finale. It's going to go down next week. Episode 22, the final one. Let's hope for a season two. You know, if you really want to see a season two, tweet out to the network. Tweet out to Fox. Tweet out to the actors, the writers. Let them know that you're going to fight for it because a lot of fans have brought back shows, and you guys have the power to do that. So... Get on that, guys. But that's all I have for you tonight. Be sure to head on over to AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube, where you are now. You can download us on pretty much anywhere that you can find audio and video and also on iTunes if you want to, you know, put on a nice podcast while you're sitting in traffic. Anyways, you guys can find me at In Less Than No Time on Twitter. My name is Leslie Ambries, and I'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. After Buzz!